This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. If you suffer from allergies, you're not alone. Millions have them, and the numbers are growing. An allergy doctor explains why and what we can do about it. One third of us have allergies. And really we want to educate people about the best way to treat allergies, understand them, and prevent them. Then, U.S. students rank behind dozens of other nations when it comes to educational excellence. Whose fault is it? The answer to that, according to a top education expert. It's all about adults, teachers, administrators, policymakers. Who is it that's not learning well enough? It's not those educators. Why do we keep paying attention to them all the time? Why don't we look at the children? Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Do you, or does someone you know, suffer from allergies? More and more people are discovering they have symptoms. Why are the numbers rising? And what can we do about it? Here with an expert, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Clifford Bassett, MD. He's an allergist and immunologist the founder and medical director of Allergy and Asthma Care of New York, and the author of The New Allergy Solution, Supercharge Resistance, Slash Medication, and Stop Suffering. Dr. Bassett, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be sharing some of my proactive strategies with allergy sufferers everywhere. And as you may know, one-third of us have allergies, whether it be a child or an adult. So it's a problem that may be on the rise, and if you have allergies, you want a solution. And really, we want to educate people about the best way to treat allergies, understand them, and if at all possible, prevent them. You do write in your book that we're in the midst of an allergy explosion. Just give us some stats on how bad this explosion really is. Well, let's talk about the 1940s. Since that time, spring in the United States has been arriving earlier and earlier, and summers too, at a rate of more than one to two days per decade. That's more time for pesky pollen to get into your eyes and nose and throat and cause misery. And so it's estimated by the end of the century, you know, it's going to arrive two to three weeks earlier. So longer growing season. We're also overplanting male plants and male trees in many areas, particularly urban areas. And as a result of that, they may be more allergy predisposed. So what are we doing about it? Testing people that need to be tested, developing a tailored approach that meets your needs and gives you options, both medical options and other options. And we're all basing this on science and evidence-based studies so we know they work. And again, we're talking about people going to the drugstore. They're navigating the aisles back and forth, not sure whether to take a cold medication, a sinus medication, or it's an allergy. With allergies, I tell people, typically there's itchiness of the eyes, nose, and throat. Allergies can impact our breathing, nasal congestion, stuffiness, not sleeping well at night, which means the next day you're not going to feel your very best. And so there are many theories. There's no 100% answer why we're seeing more allergies and the effects of air pollution combined with pollen. Living in an urban area versus a rural area. Overuse of antibiotics early in life. And we're learning more about the benefits of good bacteria. So, again, even having pets in the household, two or more pets, cat or dog, may actually reduce the risk of allergy and asthma, diet. And we're looking at so many things that affect allergy symptoms. And finally, it's not just neutralizing bad stuff, but it's also promoting good stuff. And that's my approach. It's a positive approach 
that really has more of a whole body approach to diagnose and manage allergies. And I always tell my patients there's always a solution. You mentioned spring allergy season getting earlier and earlier, but is it also true that food allergies are becoming more common? Well, we know certain food allergies are becoming more prevalent over the last couple decades. And national data indicates things such as peanut allergy on the rise, and in fact doubling every couple decades. There's a lot of new research, both at Mount Sinai here in New York City and other places. Perhaps the holy grail would be to prevent or reduce the likelihood of allergic reactions when exposed to foods. Can't do this at home, need to do it with an expert, and in the future we're looking to have things perhaps as straightforward as a peanut patch or oral allergy drops designed to work with individuals to reduce risk. We also know from studies in Israel, the risk and incidence of peanut allergy is dramatically lower, and they do expose their infants and young children to peanut products as well. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Clifford Bassett. He's an allergist and immunologist and the author of The New Allergy Solution. We were talking about airborne allergens a few minutes ago. Is there a middle ground between just treating the symptom, that is taking an antihistamine or something like that, or trying to avoid it entirely? Because with airborne allergens in particular, it's hard to avoid those. Is there some middle ground of something else that can be effective? Well, we know that sublingual immunotherapy and allergy injection immunotherapy or allergy shots has been around for decades. And it's a wonderful long-term treatment that's designed to decrease symptoms for many people with allergies and related problems. And the allergy shots over time decrease the sensitivity to allergens. And we're really trying to develop a tolerance. And now we have some newer ones at home administration of sublingual allergy medications. And these are cost effective and they're beneficial for people that really need it, that are sufferers, or they're not doing as well as they'd like on multiple medications. So that's some long-term approaches. Again, we really don't have all the answers as far as complementary treatments and can we prevent allergies and can the diet have an impact but we have lots and lots of theories and we try and individualize or tailor our approach to an individual and I think that's the key you know they say the way to prevent allergies is to choose your parents wisely and a lot of this although it sounds silly is genetics and genetics dictate you know, whether a child may develop allergy or not. We know one parent have allergies. The child may develop roughly one-third. Two parents with allergies, not great odds. It's about 50 to 75%. We also know with asthma, we know 60, 70% or more of asthma is allergic asthma. And right now I'm seeing people coming in every day, coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath. They've never had it before because it's depending on the nature of their sensitivities that we can direct individualized care from their testing, we can identify if it's oak pollen, tray pollen, and how to deal with it. A proactive approach is watch the pollen count, wear sunglasses, wear a hat, because if you use a lot of hair gel, your hair becomes a pollen magnet, and you transfer the pollen back to your bed sheets at night, you wake up in a pollen cloud. So there are a lot of things that we could teach people and educate people, foods to eat, foods not to eat during the season if they affect you. So if someone thinks they may be allergic to something, are there any steps that you recommend that they take before they make an appointment with an allergist? We start with an allergy family history. If someone has a history of gluten issues or celiac disease or they have an issue with asthma or an issue with medication or food allergies, these are all important questions. Again, allergies may present differently in children and adults. Take the time and write down a problem list of medications you're taking. Include things such as analgesics, such as aspirin, NSAIDs, supplements. They're all important. If you have symptoms after alcohol, there's alcohol intolerance. 
all of these things are part of your understanding and communication with a doctor or an allergist to try and get to the bottom line. The bottom line is to understand the immune system, what's happening in your case, and how to apply our principles, which have been evidence-based over decades of care, so that we can understand really what your needs are. Just because it looks like allergy, it may not be. There are things that mimic allergy, and that's why it's important to have a one-to-one visit with your pediatrician, your medical doctor, and or an allergist to understand the best way to reduce suffering, to look at the environment, genetics, overall health, stress, and so forth, and how we can hopefully forestall symptoms before they even begin. Dr. Clifford Bassett, the author of The New Allergy Solution, Supercharge Resistance, Slash Medication, and Stop Suffering. Thanks again for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you so much. It was great being with you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, why are American students doing so poorly versus other nations? The surprising answers, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.